This episode of the Tales Behind the Talent is sponsored by Avain Language Services. If you need proofreading of English texts, translations between Swedish, English and Finnish, or private teaching in Swedish and English, please do not hesitate to contact avainservices at gmail.com. Hello there, dear listener, wherever you might be. Welcome to another episode of the Tales Behind the Talent. And this time my guest is Aku. So Aku, can you please introduce yourself for a little bit? Hello, my name is Aku Varanka. I'm the vocalist and frontman of Woeful. And I'm also a songwriter and a solo artist. Yeah. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's nice to have you. How has it been? Have you been doing okay? Very good. Very good myself. Um, thanks for asking. You know, with all the COVID shit surrounding us, it's been, you know, harder to do music than it used to be. But very good concerning that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that applies to everyone in, in some manner or other, in some yeah, form or another. Right. Yeah. But let's get to the first question. How did you get introduced to music uh, in your childhood? Introduced? Um, mm. I, I recall there always being music when I was growing up. Like, um, even as a child, I remember, like, watching movies and being focused on the music that was playing in them. Like, you know, like old Disney movies, they're basically like musicals. Mm, yeah. And, and like... Uh, movies like Tarzan, which the I think the whole soundtrack was written by Phil Collins. Yeah, and like like great musicians, Lion King had Elton John in it. So I I remember like watching children's movies when I was growing up and just like being fixated on the songs as I was watching them. Mm. And like uh, above that, my father is a longtime musician, so I just remember there always being someone playing and someone playing different instruments so i i think it it, it it always was around in a way mm. so did you uh, watch those uh, disney movies uh, in english or in finnish because i did in finnish and they are completely different the music and everything yeah uh, yeah yeah so did you watch, watch them in in finnish yeah yeah some of them but i recall watching like uh, some of them in english as well like mm. I watched Mulan in Finnish and English, and then Hercules was one of the movies I watched completely in English. Mm. So the songs are completely different since they have different singers in them. And yeah, the songs themselves are pretty good, so they're mm. still bangers. Yeah, they they are, and uh, I think that some of the versions in Finnish are better than in in English. And then there's yeah, the yeah. opposite situation when when the uh, Finnish song has basically been mimified, like the one in Mulan. Like, I'll uh, make a man out of you. Yeah, yeah. How do you let's get the Finnish version? Let's get down to business and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nyt on aika business then. Yeah, yeah, Or uh, he said that let's get down to business, like literally, uh, mennään alas business scene in the in the YouTube version, which just become uh, kind of a classic meme at this point for the Finnish yeah, community yeah. 
But uh, around uh, what age you said already that it was uh, Disney music or musical music that was at first and then through your father. But uh, uh, at what age do you remember that you yourself started uh, getting interested in music and uh, doing mu- music as a hobby or or even a job? Yeah, um, uh, I recall. Like as a kid, like being a sentient kid, like at that age, which was like nine or ten years old, I recall my father, like uh, dragging me, not well, not dragging, but um, bringing me into his like vocal lessons, mm. and I remember watching him sing, and it was around fifth or sixth grade when I started playing music myself. Mm. I started playing classical double bass. And I think that was the first, like, uh, actual instrument I started playing. But that was something my father, uh, I don't want to say put me to play, but, like, um, gave me the opportunity to play. Mm. But that was something I was never, like, that interested in, mm. if you could say, since I uh, wanted to play. I, I remember, like, always wanting to play, like, upbeat songs, you know, like punk rock and mm. rock music and metal music. My Uh, big brother Ero used to listen a lot of punk like Billy Talent and Rise Against and and metal even like Rotten Sound and Stamina mm. so those were the bands I like grew up listening to like and you you can't play like those songs and bands with double bass well you can but like mm. you actually can't so mm-hmm. Uh, as a bassist, I, I I wanted to play drums then, so I started playing drums. So I just remember being in our garage, blasting through songs with a drum kit while I was listening to them. Mm. So I think around like fifth or sixth grade when I started like actually playing music. Yeah. Okay. But uh, my my next question was gonna be: uh, Did you start decide to start playing music, or was it someone else? But Mm. Was it kind of a, a compilation or a, or a mixture of both? Like your father was was uh, bringing you to his rehearsals or uh, vocal lessons, and then you wanted to play music, but a little bit different kind of music. Well, I think at first it was like I wanted to do like I never like I've always liked music, mm. but I didn't think of it as like something I would do so i think my parents kind of forced mm. in quotations me into like playing double bass and that's how i got started so i think it was more from my parents than myself yeah okay. the beginning that is yeah, but that... i think like even if they hadn't done that i would have picked up an instrument like maybe a bit later on mm. but i think that was like the you know the clutch decision they made mm. So that's interesting because that's that's different for everyone, you know, in a way that they uh, sometimes it's the parents and sometimes it's the compilation and sometimes it's the it's the person themselves uh, who have yeah. decided. But usually, when the case is that the the parents are musical, usually they are also the driven force in in bringing their children also into the world of music at at yeah. an early age. But um, 
since you I, i'd like to say like since, since they were the driven force like my mm-hmm. father was who wanted me to play music but i think even like if he hadn't done that it would have taken a bit longer for me to get mm-hmm. into music so he was like pushing me <laughs> in in the direction you know? mm. but uh since you started uh playing music first uh, the 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 bass and uh, then uh, drums have you had kind of a break in your enthusiasm or has it been continuous since you started playing or or has it been like uh, you had a gap year from music at some point in your life um i i can't recall a time i wasn't interested in music like after i started playing like after i started playing music whether it was the bass or drums when i was mm-hmm. a kid i've always been like kind of obsessed in a way mm. it's a weird weird thing to say but i'm i've always i started like listening to music more and like watching music channels on the tv and watching old live shows from bands that were playing and there was always something i wanted to do mm. and from the first band that I had when I was in the seventh grade, I think the first actual band I've never stopped like thinking about music and it's been like a driving force in my life in a way. Mm. So you actually brought us to the next question, which was uh, when did you first start playing in a band and playing with others and uh, what kind of a project was that? So uh, since you mentioned it, it was in your seventh grade, But uh, yeah, what kind yeah, of music yeah. was it? That up upbeat music, like uh, punk rock that you mentioned earlier, or or was it something else? Yeah, most definitely. Like before we started the band, um, me and my like friend from um, elementary school, I think, um, Heikki Leppärvi. Shout out to Heikki and my lovely goddaughter Minka. Mm. Um, we played together a lot. We were both like quite of uh, shut-ins as we were growing up who did not have like that much of an interest in school. So I can't recall a recess we didn't spend inside in the music class mm-hmm. playing like covers and we played like cover covers of uh, Insomnium, Stamina, old Megadeth songs. And so we just in, in flames, we just played together a lot. He was playing guitar mm. and I was playing drums. We weren't that good when we were growing up. Mm. <laughs> But I think that was the first like band activity, you know, as like two kids playing together and just like finding wonders in music around us. But the first band I was in, we were in the seventh grade, me and Heike, the person I mentioned. Mm. We started scouring uh, the internet for like, We started like Googling how to find a band, how to make a band. And it mm. brought us to, you know, the website music.net. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. It's been mentioned before on this <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. So that was the uh, there's this one page in which you can like search for bands or search for musicians. And mm. uh, since I was playing drums and he was playing guitar, he's a w- wonderful guitarist. And um, we just like started searching for bands that needed any members. Mm. And I'm from uh, a small town of Kuivaniemi, which is like 30 kilometers 
of Gemi and E, like right in the middle. Mm, yeah. So there were no no band activity there, like not at all. So we started searching for bands and we found a bassist who was in the uh, next municipality in E. Mm. And he was looking for a band who wanted to play like metal songs, metal covers. And we applied. Mm. And after that, we formed a band called, I think the name was Devoid of Caring. <laughs> the mm-hmm. name of the band. I think we just like straightly ripped it off uh, of a Insomnium song. Mm-hmm. Like I think in the album about the weaving world, there's a song called Devoid of Caring. Which, so we just ripped that off. Yeah. And we started playing like cover songs like Jewish Priest and Megadeth and Insomnium and I think that was the first band I was in. Yeah. Like an actual band. Okay, that's interesting. But uh that you mentioned that you got the inspiration for the band from a song, but you also yeah. mentioned uh, Judas Priest. And yeah. I'm convinced yeah. that like uh Beast in Black has taken its name from one of the Judas Priest songs that says something like the Beast in Black is uh, somewhere. But I, I'm convinced yeah, yeah, that yeah. Anton Kapanen has taken the name from that and from the Battle of Beast kind of uh, connection. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's that's not uh, uncommon at all that a younger band takes like uh, an inspiration from from a song because it would be maybe too corny or too rude to kind of take the name of the band that they are fans of. Yeah, but, yeah, no, 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 no. But the song name is, is a different deal, kind of. It shows inspiration in a way. And yeah, but, if, uh, if you get inspired by Judas Priest, that's like always good. It's a great mm, band. Yeah. They've done great things. But uh, uh, net. Uh, it's a forum and it has been mentioned before. And I think I think it was uh, Jussi from Verikalpa who said that he, if I remember correctly, that he found one of the bands that he has been playing in from that that uh, forum. If I if I remember correctly, was it Katamenia? Uh, maybe it was Katamenia, or maybe yeah, it yeah, was yeah. the earlier one. But I I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think that it, it's still going on, but in 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 Facebook or something as a, as a Facebook group. But I think that it, it has been an important part of uh, a lot of uh, young musicians' lives, kind of uh, getting in a in a forum of uh, like-minded people and getting to get or getting connected. Because at that point, if you were in the seventh grade. It it wasn't like the social media wasn't that active at, as it is no, nowadays. No, so no. the websites were the way to go about back then. And I think there's a like a ton of bands in Finland that have been founded by like mm. with the use of Musicodanet. Mm. Actually, I have to give a huge shout out to Musicodanet since that is the reason I moved to Oulu. Yeah. <laughs> the like after that band, I moved to Kemi. And I started like studying my, my high school there. And then we formed a, another band uh, from Musicodanet. And the band was in Oulu. Like mm. all the other members were in Oulu. So I had to uh, go from Kemi to Oulu to rehearse. So in the end, I met a bunch of lovely people and moved to Oulu after mm. that. So it's been a huge 
huge service. And uh, also that it was it was nice to hear that it was possible for you to rehearse in your in your school during the uh, recesses. Yeah, yeah. Because that's I think that's not the case in every every school that they trust uh, like students or pupils that much that they they get to play the school instruments uh, unsupervised. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. Most definitely not. But I think that that has been great for you guys that you have been able to because um, equipment like that it costs money and it's it's hard to just get when you're young but I think that that should be something that should be provided more uh, for for young uh, people that are interested in music because uh, uh, getting to know the instruments is is the way to go if you want to want to start playing music because it's always nice to dream about playing an instrument but if you never get to play an instrument you're ne- never gonna go anywhere basically with that yeah 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 and you know I'm um just i think that that is important as well but even if it's not a music class you're playing mm-hmm. even if it's that or just a garage you're playing it with your friends it's uh, i think it's also as important to just have the space to fuck around as a kid you know mm-hmm. fuck around with instruments and, like figuring out what sounds cool and what's something you want to play So it, it, it we had cute music teachers back in the elementary school I was in. So they just somehow they just allowed us to mm. play as a two-person group. But it's important, and just like figuring out different instruments and playing them all together, it's very important. Mm. Maybe they saw something something in you that you guys were serious about it. It wasn't like you were gonna uh, like break everything up you were just gonna yeah, play yeah. <laughs> yeah probably yeah but um when uh, when was the first uh, time that you performed with with a band performed i think it was around like seventh grade with the band i mentioned before and devoid of caring i think mm. it was a uh, like this I'm gonna like count those shows you do in Finnish elementary schools or grade schools, like uh, Christmas, like parties, not parties, but um, like ceremonies or spring ceremonies. Mm. Like the first actual show was in like you know like youth centers in Finland. It was one of those places in E, and we just fixed a set of like covers from Judas Priest and Insomnium and Pantera. And we play through the set. Actually, I think we had one original song back then, even which was pretty <laughs> shitty. <laughs> but yeah. It was still something we made ourselves. But yeah, around seventh grade, yeah. So, uh, kind of a lot of started to happen in a short period of time, if you think about it. You first started playing uh, as a two-man group, then in a band, and then you had your yeah. first shows. Uh, yeah. Was it kind of? Did it feel terrifying to start playing in front of people, or did it come natural to you? Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Like, like I, as I said, I was a like kind of a shot in child. I just like, 
I was a lot by myself as a kid, mm. and you know, I was a bit shy then. So when you started playing gigs, and like as we started playing gigs at the young age of thirteen, it was absolutely terrifying. So we just like basically stand, like stood mm. there, and played through the songs. And I, I, I recall a single time, I can't remember what song it was during that gig. That I wanted to start headbanging since I've watched people like playing live and I, mm. I thought it looked cool. So I just started headbanging for like two bars. I headbanged and then I felt ashamed in a way, you know. So it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So kind of uh, if the whole band is not doing it, it's kind of difficult to just uh, yeah doing it by yourself there. As a drummer, we were, we were just kids, you know? yeah. <laughs> But uh, as as it has been addressed already during these podcast episodes, it's it's an important phase in everyone, every musician's life to get kind of through those uh, experiences, those first yeah. uh, terrifying performances, those first gigs when you just play and you don't move, but to kind of get through them to kind of uh, be able to evolve from that and become a, a better performing mus- musician in a way. Yeah, it's like it's different to just like play music and to perform mm. as a band. They're like definitely two different things. But like they're learning experiences. Mm. And you need to have those as a kid or when you're growing up. But uh, you you have mentioned bass and uh, drums, but I know for a fact that you have been playing elect- electric bass also after that. And uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you're now a vocalist. So let's head towards those two. When did you, when did you switch drums back to bass, but in an electric form? And when did you start doing? Uh, clean vocals and then kind of uh, screaming and metal growling vocals. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I started playing electric bass back when I played double bass. This is like, like kind of similar mm. electric bass had frets. And so that was a bit easier. So I, I think I just like started playing at home, listening to the songs and playing, playing through them. Well, um, I don't think I started playing bass like actually before I joined a band in which I played electric bass, which was the band I actually moved to Oulu for, mm. called Execute This Island, mm. in which I met a bunch of lovely people. And uh, the vocals, I remember just like singing when I was a kid, like singing when there was a song on the radio I liked or I knew. I remember singing like over the songs mm. and um, actually I, the first like the gig I did as a full-on singing like clean singing was when I was in the second year of high school I think when mm. I was like lead vocalizing with singing so I was kind of shy about singing at first I think yeah. uh, the growl, growling part you know screaming and growling was a lot easier in a way, since I lived in Kuivademi, which was a small town in mm. northern Finland, and uh, I liked listening to metal, and I listened to metal a lot, so I just wanted to 
try to emulate the sounds they were making with their mouths. Mm. So I, I rem remember there was this field next to the uh, our house. And I remember just going there and like putting my headphones on and listening to Slipknot and Pantera and just like fucking wailing on it. Started screaming mm. with, with no technique and started trying to emulate the sounds. And I think eventually, not in like primary school, not not there, but like during the ninth uh, ninth grade or the mm. first year of high school, I just like I think I got it. In a way, it it was just a click that happened, you know. Yeah. And I figured out how to scream in a safe way, but I just remember like walking around and shouting nonsense, yeah. trying to emulate the sounds. And I just recall like growling being. Uh, like me being less shy about growling than I was mm -hmm. about singing. Actually, I have a good story about this. Uh, mm. When I moved to, uh, I moved to Kemi when I was fifteen years old, mm. fifteen, sixteen. I can't recall. And and I lived in a you know apartment complex. And most singers or screamers can re rehearse their vocals at home, mm. but my technique revolves about like shouting hard so i can't yeah. really do that when i'm at home so i recall walking i i had to go somewhere else to scream mm. i had a place at my friend's house who lived in Kemi, in which i could go to but they were not home so i went to the harbor in Kemi, and next to the harbor in Kemi, there is this green grassy patch of uh, like field i went in and i started just screaming. I put my headphones on, started screaming the slipknot or something like harsh. I just mm. started screaming. And I think I screamed for like 20 minutes there. And all yeah. of a sudden, what I see is a police car yeah. driving yeah. to the harbor. <laughs> and they drive right next to me. And then uh, they open the window and I mm. walked there. I was curious what was going on. And they told me that they got a call from mm. a nearby house that was near the harbor, mm. that there was this young kid who was screaming nonsense and cursing and walking around the pier, and he's probably going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. They were talking about me then, and I just, like, looked at the police officer, like, fucking wowed. <laughs> like, no, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm rehearsing extreme vocals, and they, they wanted to take me home since okay. they didn't know if I was safe or not. And it was, like, a bit rainy, Around, mm. around that time. So I just figured, like, let's okay, take me home. That's okay. So I sat sat in the you know the back part of the police car, yeah, in which they put like drunkards and shit in. Mm. So they put me there, locked the door, mm. and I was just sitting there as they drove me back to where <laughs> the, where I was living in the apartment yeah. complex. So you took the short taxi, like it's said in Finland, because yeah, they... yeah, <laughs> Mieka taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, yeah, and uh, it was free as well. Yeah, and and uh, for my foreign listeners, um, uh, the sword taxi comes from the uh, like the logo, so to speak, or uh, what's the better name? Let's say logo emblem. for the emblem, 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 yeah, for the Finnish police, which is a lion that has a sword, and uh, it's it's called uh, yeah. Even you take a sword taxi, some you usually go to the a police station to sober yeah. up <laughs> after drinking. The drunk tank, that is. Yeah, drunk tank. 
So <laughs> that was a different uh, short, short taxi story then. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's also been a common th- theme, like getting out there because it's it's without disturbing people, it's hard to focus and uh, hard to kind of uh, get it all out in when yeah. practicing vocals and. It's been a problem also for for me uh, when I have been training my vocals. But uh, for Julius from Miami God, he he was practicing clean vocals, but in the forest, cycling around. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So that that was one of uh, kind of a, a bit similar experience. Starting it, kind of uh, getting in your own piece somewhere distant and and starting to sing whether it's crawling or anything like that. But yeah, when you got the technique, like, was it uh, like uh, the false false chords crawling or was it, uh, did you know what you were doing technically then? Or was it just, no, okay, I can no. do this. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Since I, I, I barely know what I'm doing nowadays, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So it's like, I started like shouting and like then distorting the mm. voice while I was shouting and, that was something that I just like, it clicked on me how to do that before, like without harming myself. Mm. So it's like somewhere around false chord, but I'm mm. a shitty false chord vocalist. So I just like shout a ton. Yeah. <laughs> like make, make up for the voice and for the lows. lows. Mm. It makes it very aggressive, but I, I it's somewhere around, around like thrash singing and false chord, I think. Yeah. Mm. It's very loud. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you kind of have a seamless style of uh, changing between them also. Like, uh, like uh, I, today was the last time I, I just wanted to listen to the EP that you released from yeah, with, uh, Woeful and, uh, because I wanted to discuss these with you. And uh, uh, some song, and in many of the songs, it's like you you're screaming or growling and then getting towards... A little bit uh, cleaner, or even clean vocals, and then getting back uh, almost seamlessly. And I, I, I got to uh, admire that because it sounds very cool. Uh, oh, thanks. thanks. And and kind of the the stage between is the part that sounds almost the coolest. Kind of, it's 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 not straight up kind of growling or screaming, and it's not clean but it's some there some something in between something that reminds me of uh, in flames in a little bit uh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. but uh, um, I think that I also discussed this with Julius and it was that Anders actually uh, does those parts separately on their tracks and uh, yeah. it's he was trying to copy that and he was like why can I why can't I do this why can't I do this and then it was revealed to him that okay he does them separately for the recordings and (laughs) if you've been to an inflamed show it's a very different he almost crawls who the whole the whole show he doesn't really do that much uh as much clean vocals or the middle ones as in in the records at least anymore but uh, uh still a very cool band but then when was the first time you published some, something with uh, with a band that you were invo- involved in? A song, uh, 
and then maybe something more. Um, I think like um, uh, when I moved to Oulu, and we had the band called Execute the Silent, mm. and we I think we released like a few or like I think it was one or two demo songs mm. in Mixer or or in SoundCloud on no not not SoundCloud but MySpace I think. But I'm not gonna count those. But like the like an actual release, I think it was in 2012 with a band called Skarm, mm. which I did some fill-ins when I was in high school. But I then I joined the band in 2012, and I think the debut album with it, with it a full album, and that was the first time I think I released like actual music to Spotify and you know YouTube and mm. music videos and such uh, in 2012, I think yeah. Mm. Okay, that's almost ten years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I was a kid, but, yeah, <laughs> back then. But uh, um, who was in Execute the Silence? Uh, there was a lot of yeah. guys there. Kind yeah, of... there were five guys. Yeah. So, um, um, at first, like it was a band we founded with, like me and Heikki, mm. the person I talked about beforehand, and we founded it with uh, Kasperi we found from Musico.net and then we started playing and we had a I think some uh, some for I played drums or bass I can't recall it, it's, it was like that long ago but the actual band when we started doing gigs and such started when uh, Emily Potter joined the band yeah the singer as a singer and I played bass and Mika Kilbun was the drummer back then and then I met with like, that was the first time I met with Emily and Gasper and all the like uh, the good friends they have nowadays. Mm. So they were the reason I moved to Oulu. Yeah. And me and Emily like lived together for for a period of time back then. We all attended the same high school, whatever music mm. and yeah. I think that was like the introduction for me to go into the music scene of Oulu. Mm. That band in which I like met a bunch of lovely musicians like the uh, guys that were uh, in high school during the same time as we did. Yeah. And uh, you have been mentioned in this podcast two times already, even though... Oh, have uh, I? Yeah. It was the episode with Emily. He talked about the same same situation with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, then Ukri. Ukri also, we talked about Skarm. Yeah. yeah. Because he, he also has been involved in that project. Yeah. And... It's also we also uh, talked about Joel, uh, Joel Hokka, who also has yeah. been that. But uh, it, it's it, it, all of these kind of uh, I missed that scene. You said that you were introduced back then, but actually yeah. one of the like uh, I I listened to metal, but I I was I was not from Oulu. I was from the I was from Kempele, the the yeah. uh, municipality. A little bit south from Oulu, and uh, I wasn't that into a metal then. I listened to some metal bands, but I actually got into a little bit heavier music when I got to the university and actually got to know you. And then yeah. you, you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know which one of you asked me first to come to your show. Uh, I, mean, heavy I think we were playing in Avira. With, yeah, like, yeah. During that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that, I, I it kind of clicked that I, 
I started listening to more and more like music with crowds and nowadays it's it it is what it is but yeah, yeah. it's been quite recent reason for for me but yeah. uh it was the live experience that kind of woke me up to that kind of hearing that kind of music live but I I'm kind of saddened that I missed the kind of uh uh middle scene that all of the guys our ages are like <laughs> talking about but uh I, yeah, I'm glad that scene. it was a yeah. weird scene. Like during that time, like there were like, I'm like all of us, we were just like playing gigs in different or same bands, and we were playing like a lot of gigs and like being active in music. And it was a weird age in like music. Uh, like I, at least I'd like to think in like mm. the history of all this music scene in which like a lot of like heads the same age like mm. made a lot of music. <laughs> yeah. Like love music. It was fun. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that the music scene is is still quite active here uh, yeah, yeah. in Oulu. Uh, because uh, a lot of, maybe not all of those band, bands stuck around, but the guys doing it uh, stuck around uh, and started new projects and uh, uh, have been evolving their musical careers after that. And I think that it's yeah, been... Yeah. It's been an important scene, an important community for for the scene that is today, I, I think. Yeah. But um, I think that uh, we can head towards your current projects now. So yeah. you're you're the vocalist of Woeful, but uh, you were I I uh, interviewed you a year ago. Uh, with my radio show and uh, it turned out that you are also the main songwriter for for that band or uh, do I remember correctly yeah 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 most yeah. definitely well like not the main songwriter but uh, like at least up there yeah mm. like I write a lot of songs for the band most definitely the guys in the band write like songs also as yeah. well but yeah you remember correctly, and that's the band. We're doing music now. Mm. We did like to, uh, we started this band in 2018, drunk in a bar. Mm. <laughs> As I recall, meeting my cousin and his friend, Juho, and they had a band there themselves, and they met me, and we started drinking together. As I, you know, my cousin recognized me, and they needed a vocalist for their band. So I, joined and then we started like forming the project even further and that's how we got into woeful mm. and uh what was it like uh, the year after that you published your first single yeah 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 it was a year after we rehearsed for a year uh for four guys in the band this is the mm. first actual band they've had mm. but they're like super talented so They've been doing great, but we rehearsed for a year and did music for a year. And after a year had passed, we released our first song called mm. "Bound to Nothingness." Yeah, and um, sometime after that, you also had your first show. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. In the same same winter, I guess. I think it was like uh, October or November when we released yeah. the song and. 
during that time we played our first gig with this band in Rovaniemi with I Am Your God. Mm. And uh, I think that it's a it's a good com- combo you and uh, I Am Your God because I think that you guys you are the two kind of uh, bands that are very young but keeping the like uh, modern melodic death metal melodic trash uh, scene alive because uh, there's been a lot of good bands doing that for some time but you are bringing like new energy to that you both uh, you and uh, I am your god and I I think you both have a really international sound already even though uh, and I think that it it has to be something like uh, something to do with the fact that uh, uh, you have all you already have experience in the field at least some of some of you yeah yeah most definitely mm. and you know you need like fresh blood in the field mm. you need like fresh young blood like like obsessed minds doing mm. what they do in the field and like i am here got like superbly talented band and it's just it's like something i think the both of us as bands are doing something we loved listening to when we were younger and mm. trying to like not emulate it but do it with a twist mm. make it like like you know like putting it into a overdrive you know yeah in a way bringing some modern aspects to yeah to yeah most and, definitely yeah and um uh i i think that you also had a show in oulu at heavy Mist- yeah Yeah. In January, uh, if I recall correctly, yeah, yeah, in which we played together with I Am Your God once again, yeah, yeah, and um, it was one of the one of the last shows I think that I saw before the COVID situation. Wasn't yeah. it in the early 2020? Yeah, I was like in in the end of January, I think, mm. like 31st. We could have even been yeah. like, yeah, somewhere around that. So like we booked gigs. And I remember talking to Julius from I'm Your God, and we booked multiple gigs, mm. like like past those two. Mm. And um, uh, after that gig, I remember like uh, the COVID situation just falling to pieces, and mm. us, we had to cancel gigs, and it was very unfortunate for that yeah. time period. And uh, because I think that I saw you, you guys play. And then I went to the Nordic Metal Cruise, and soon after that, it was everything was cancelled. Yeah. But I I have good memories from from that gig because uh, it, it's kind of when you when you don't have uh, new experiences, you kind of uh, start to reminisce the last ones that you have had, and that's one yeah, of the yeah. last ones. And I think that it was a very good show, even though it was the first time like seeing you live. And probably the second time seeing I'm Your God uh, live because they they had like four shows in a incredibly short period in Oulu, yeah. and uh, I went to see three of them I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I was impressed straight away. Okay. And um, it's been unfortunate to have have this situation but hopefully it, hopefully it's uh heading towards a better better uh future but yeah, uh yeah. before like stuff mm-hmm. like going 
behind the band you people are always writing new songs and figuring out new releases that like there's like even though it's unfortunate there's nothing to be like be shy about like people mm. are doing their thing music musicians keep doing their thing yeah even when it's harder mm. and uh yeah i ask this uh, from everyone and it totally depends uh, from uh, uh or depends on the person because uh, it's different for everybody but how when was the first time that you that that the hard work that you have done with music has started to pay off and it it like i said before it, it is sorry it isn't necessary about money or fame or anything like that but just for you personally like you have been doing this for for a while so when did it feel like okay this is something that i really want to do yeah like um uh, i think that like the first times we started playing together like as kids we were just like fucking around with instruments mm. that was the time i figured out like, like this is something i want to do mm. about it paying off i think it's each Like each show, each time we do a show with, well, well, woeful or with something else I do, like as a solo musicians or they, uh, each show I've done in my life, like after each show, mm. there's an ecstatic feeling like nothing can compare to. There's, while you're performing, there's a rush of adrenaline nothing can compare to. Mm. So just to get, be able and just to have the chance to experience that feeling is when I like think that I've like done something <laughs> like valuable or yeah. well, not valuable, but just like something that has paid off in your words. Mm. Yeah. It's the feeling you like just the live, the live shows. They're the most amazing thing <laughs> one can do in my yeah. opinion. And uh, I think that's, that's, uh, that has been uh, uh, the same situation for a lot of my guests. Like that yeah. feeling, feeling when you play live, is is the uh, one of the uh, facts that keeps you going. But like you mentioned, you also been doing uh, gigs as a freelance or session musician. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um... how did you end up doing those, and uh, uh, how has it felt in comparison to kind of playing with your own bands? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, mm. uh, the freelancer thing, or just like like filling in and with bands, like I've filled a ton of spots for like the bands around the age of mm. people that started playing when we started playing. But um, I think it started just because I was like obsessed with just playing and I wanted to do music. I wanted to do more and more. Mm. So every chance I got growing up, I just went, learned, and played. Um, uh, the solo stuff I done or um, i'm doing nowadays as well mm. it's something just like uh it's something you can't you you can't stop thinking about so it just it's like this little tick in your head yeah just keeps bashing your skull and just keep going keep going and mm. even though like if, even if you crush your skull against the wall the wall is man-made but your will is eventually gonna be stronger than that wall you're just gonna mm. bash your like skull yeah. through that wall And uh, I think that uh, one of the solo things that you 
have done uh we got to hear exclusively on the radio show yes that I yes had yes. but has that go- project still uh, is it still going on yes actually thanks for asking it is and this summer i'm planning on doing a release on that project okay. i've been working on it like low-key low radar during this whole time so i'm excited about that as well so it's uh it's in finnish uh, uh, that song is in finnish but there's I, i wanted to do like a song in finnish as well but there's mm. gonna be songs in english as well yeah but i i've i've never like been good at writing in finnish so i just wanted to try that as well okay it's a song in finnish mm. and it was interesting to hear you sing finnish i think that that was the first time i heard heard you sing in finnish um uh at least on record <laughs> because yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i i'm yeah, not, yeah. Uh, it's it's all, always different because uh i think that the person's voice changes a little bit when the language changes because yeah. uh, of uh, how you pronounce things things and uh, everything like that and uh, it, it it was different and interesting and li- really looking forward to something new from from that project but um uh, we discussed a little bit about avire but uh do you want to say something more about that because uh We we would just briefly mention it. Yeah, Awar um was a band I joined when I was uh, doing civil service in Oulu, and I guess it was around that time. And I met a ton of talented musicians from that band as well, like our common friends, Sami Knutinen, and people like those who played and played played in Verikalpa nowadays. We had a band called Awire back mm. in the day, and It was like this rock rest of heavy music, and uh, that was the second band like I actually like full on was the frontliner of. Mm. Like before that, I was in a we had a grindcore band called Diversion where I frontline, but that was like a the second actual band where I like had to challenge myself with the vocals and singing while I was doing vocals and stuff like that. Even though we did like a few gigs, uh, we never released anything short of a demo mm. but um it was a great learning experience about being a vocalist and you know growling and singing at the same time and uh about not compromising your voice and how, how to like keep keep yourself healthy keeping mm. keeping your fair health while you're doing all this crazy stuff like vocalists do yeah so um that was one of the first like that heavy shows that i actually saw live yeah was was with that band and uh, uh it's been it's been a wild ride since that <laughs> and, uh, yeah I, yeah i can imagine yeah well uh, nowadays I, podcast yeah, and all. yeah nowadays i almost listen to exclusively like uh almost heavier than that uh very yeah. very heavy but uh um i think that uh As you said, it, as as a as an important uh, learning experience, you had the uh, the kind of uh, singing both growl, uh, singing and growling, and it has helped you with uh, vocal nowadays. I think that you've done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, most definitely. Um, it's like um, 
Um, I think I, uh, yeah, um, singing and growing at the same time is something like you just, uh, in my opinion, you just have to like do a lot of, mm. like when I just like mentioned like bashing your head against a fucking brick yeah. wall, you just like do it enough. And after that, you're like, whole body and your diaphragm gets used to it and you can do it like safely and you can do it like reliably when you're doing live mm. shows so aware definitely was a huge learning like like a a benchmark no mm. benchmark but like a a bit of something was you know what's that mm. in english i can't recall that a bit of something was like a checkpoint yeah we no right okay checkpoint is a good yeah. yeah 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 like when it when i started learning about doing that and and now with woeful, it's like um, with woeful songs, I, I uh, with singing and like arranging the vocals for woeful songs, I want to challenge myself. Like mm. I, I purposely make like uh, arrangements more difficult than I can handle, you know, in a way. So I need to rehearse them in order to be able to like sing them live. Mm. And there's like. Uh, uh, the next song we've just like gotten our next single uh, from Mix and Master, and that was a song I had to like rehearse again, even harder, just mm. to hit things I want to hit. So I just like keep pushing, you know, the the envelope even harder, mm. in a way. So uh, there's a new single coming. Yes, most definitely. We just like got um, the final master of the song. It's called Starless. And we're just uh, we're shaking hands with different music video directors now, and mm. we just we want to film the video for it before we release it. And after that, we're gonna mm. release the song. So uh, you you recorded it with Emily, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We so did, uh, the whole the recording session with Emily in Masterbox and then the different home studios. Mm. So uh, is it? Is it easier to work with someone you know really well, like in in that case, or is it harder, perhaps? In a way, both. Yeah, okay. in a way, both. Like, in a way, easier since Emily, uh, for the listeners, Emily is the vocalist of Mort Subita, mm. a fan fucking fantastic vocalist. Yeah. So when I like record vocals with Emily, I know Emily's like Emily's hearing correct things and like hearing things that like you should do that one better you should like focus on that like mm. i hear i i get like a feedback from an actual male vocalist so that that's easier with emily mm. and harder in a way since you know you're doing something with a friend it, since you know but with emily it's always been like so professional emily's such a professional so like even though we're a good friend with emily he's like acted all professional when we're doing it so mm. It's great. Yeah. So it's kind of both a little bit. Yeah, in a, yeah a little bit. You know, mm. you're still recording with your friend and you mm. have to try to keep the um, environment like professional as well. So. Yeah. And uh, I think that's also important for the outcome of the of the process. Yeah. But um, how about the, do you have a record coming? You have released an EP and then you have a, another single coming. So uh thinking about the future of Woeful, so are you planning on releasing something in, in the future or in the near future? 
Yes, so the single we've been working on, we're planning on releasing it very soon after mm. we got the music video done on it. And after that, we're planning to uh, work on a full record. Mm. So we're going to do a full record with Woeful, and that's the next thing we're going to work on. Like, since we there's a shortage of shows to be played right now, we're going to work on that, and after things get better, we're going to pop out with a brand new sizzling record. Yeah. That's sounds sounds future good. Plans for Woeful. Mm. And uh, it's a It's kind of uh, people always say that. Why didn't you release the album now? Why, why haven't you just recorded? But uh, it's it's uh, pretty common to think that way. But it's not that simple to just go and record an album. You need resources for that, and then yes. for it in in the era of streams and everything, you kind of uh, need the perfect timing for for the publication to kind of uh, get the bang for your buck in a way if you usually it's the live shows that really kind of uh, push the also the streams because yeah. people who, who go to the gigs maybe go and see a new band they maybe start listening to the band and tell their friends and everything like that but uh, just a new band releasing a, a, an album without the gigs and without the extra boost it's it's difficult nowadays with yeah, uh, with the yeah, streams yeah. yeah most definitely and like um since we're a new band we've often we've been working for like um uh, somewhere in two years now so mm. uh uh you have to wait for a correct time you need to have something to boost the shows as you said that mm. all the listenings as you said said like shows are a good way of doing that and i think like all of us like all of us musicians and like mm. people included are just waiting to get back on stage and get back on hearing people playing live and i actually have a <laughs> i think i think that after all of this like th- this is eventually gonna blow over we're gonna mm. like, get used to a world without covid once again people are gonna attend a fuck ton of shows after mm. that. like people are gonna like do like they they're gonna figure out what they've been missing on even the People who didn't go to shows, mm. I figure out the fuck I want to go to see a yeah. playing live. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for that time to come. Yeah, and it's coming. And and squeezing, like uh, among the first that are playing because I think that that uh, definitely that uh, boost is gonna there's gonna be a boost for for gigs when it's allowed again and people are just gonna yeah. go whether it's a band that they know or a band that they don't know just go and see live music for me personally before covid i i i worked at the venue as a as a, a bartender server and before that as a stagehand for it. so it was i usually went to one gig uh, as a customer uh, during the weekend and i worked at the at one gig so it was two live shows every week and yeah. uh I've been missing that a lot, and I really hope that we're gonna. I'm gonna get back to a similar experience. At least, maybe I'm not gonna work anymore since I graduated and everything. But uh, at least to be a customer and uh, see my friends play on stage and uh, and uh, to feel the music live. But um, if you have something uh, something to say uh, before we're gonna end this 
interview. So here's now is a good time for that. Yeah. So um um uh, so we are we with Woeful we're gonna release a new song called Starless that's gonna pop off and hopefully next month. I'm I can't be sure, but let's see how it goes. So you can check out our band on Facebook and Instagram. It's Woeful the adjective. It's called W-O-E-F-U-L mm. and if you're interested about me doing music or the solo project I'm working on you can check out my Instagram which is called Rankavara R-A-N-K-A-V-A-R-A mm. we're just gonna hope to see you all on our shows later on yeah. so stay tuned for that and uh, thanks for coming to the podcast it was a really nice chat and um, sure. thank you for listening and watching and uh, stay safe out there.